Hi, I'm Carrie Butler, and you're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. I have a special offer for my listeners. You can get my new course at carriebutlercoach.com slash broadwaypodcast. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Once I played a penny who just couldn't stop the beat. Yes, with all her skates on her feet. Of course, it's recently to see a real cool mom, musical version of Tina Fey. Tina Fey, now come with me, Abilai. I am your host, Miss Carrie Butler. Together, you and I are breaking. Um, my friend, Sierra Bogus, um, you know her. I like to consider you, I don't know if this is wrong, but as uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's muse. Okay. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I no, wrong? No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> she has done School of Rock, Phantom, Love Never Dies, and my all-time favorite show, which I'm not going to lie, I'm a little jealous, she played Ariel in The Little Mermaid. Um, so, so tell us, how did you get your start in the business? Did you always dream of being an actress? No. Oh. Um, the answer is no. I have. I wanted to be an ice skater more than anything in the whole world because I'm from Denver, Colorado. Whoop. No, everyone's not from Denver. Um, <laughs> never mind. Um, so that's what I wanted to do, and. Um, it was a, it's a really expensive sport and we didn't have any money. And so as you kept progressing, like in the competitions, it cost more and more money. And eventually it was just like, we just, we couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. So f- I was about 14 years old when I stopped. I've been skating since I was four. Wow. That's all. I wanted to be Nancy Kerrigan. Ah! Like what? Cause that was like, that was my time. Wasn't she the one who hurt the person? No, oh, no, no, no. Harding hurt. hurt. Okay, she okay, hurt okay, my okay, girl. Okay. <laughs> but then you watch that movie and you're like, That's Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> um, so but so you were really good. I guess so. Wow. I mean, I it was just, I just loved, and I loved the, I realized all this later, I loved the discipline of it. And basically, and I'm not a sports girl, but that is a sport. Yeah. But when I reflect back, it's like the sport of that and the sport of what we do, because it is a sport. Oh yeah. oh yeah. You know that. Mm-hmm. And it's the same type of, you have to have the same type of discipline and drive and willingness to work and you want to be consistent at something so that you can, you like what she did just now, you guys like singing all that is like the most incredible, like that's a sport. Do you know what I mean? Everybody's nodding right now. I know we're not like filming this. So just for everybody listening, everyone's nodding because you can, you know can, that you've worked and worked and worked that you can consistently, I can sit here and be belting some D's for you at, you know, 1230 in the morning. And that's the same with, I guess, what I was doing like as a kid and and ice skating and practicing and practicing. So once I stopped, I don't know why, but it's like I just fell into like 
acting and we had like an acting class at my middle school. I don't know why. Um, it's so random. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm obsessed with this. And, and I, you weren't even singing then? I, w- I was always singing, uh-huh. but singing in my house, like singing with my sisters. Uh-huh. Um, and it was always musical. I played the flute. So I was like, oh, I was in band uh-huh. and I was like, and I was in marching band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so I was always musical, but I thought that everyone could sing like the way I sang. I didn't think it was a thing. Uh-huh. I just always sang. Um, and so then, I don't know, it, I think from competing in ice skating, you're performing in front of people. And I was never afraid of the performing aspect, oh. and I loved it. So I don't know, it's from that that I became, and I'm. And in Colorado, I, I didn't know what Broadway was. It wasn't a thing. Oh my gosh. So it's like, I, I just was like, my biggest dream, <laughs> feel like you guys are going to understand this. My biggest dream was to be like a singing waiter <gasps> at the at like the local um like non-equity um dinner theater which is now closed. It was called the Country Dinner Playhouse. But that's what where I would see my shows and I was like I didn't even want to be on the the like I didn't want to be one of the actors in the show. I wanted to be the like warm-up act. I wanted to be like the people who like served you your food and sang for you. Like Did you do high school plays? I did high school plays. Okay. Yes. So and that was my teacher Nancy priest um she she taught at the school and it was an inner city high school in denver colorado we had no money whatsoever but we put on four shows a year and it was because of her that i was like i love this and you know what i loved is the community aspect yes you know it's the team it's the like family it's the family and I feel like everybody responds to that here because we're all like the weirdo kid <laughs> that for some reason is like, oh, hey, bunch of other weirdos that are in drama class. And then you're like, you're, a, that's it. You're like, oh, I guess I'm not weird. Did you know after high school that that's what you wanted to do then? Yes, I knew during high school, um, my sophomore year, my teacher took us to New York and that was my first time in oh, New York. your first Broadway show? My first Broadway show was Chicago. Oh. And I was like, if I, if I was in Chicago, then I've made it. Like, that's what I thought, <laughs> you know? And then cut to my first audition for Hal Prince for um, Phantom of the Opera. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll take a second for that. <laughs> was on the stage, Hal used to audition everybody on Broadway stages, which is like the smartest thing in the yes. whole world instead of like a tiny audition room with bad lighting. We used to do that all lighting. the time. You're too young, but I used to do that all, all the, the time. time. And it's but so much you better. you know why you don't do it? What? It's union. expensive. No union Oh. Rules. Yes, because you'd have to pay for a crew person now to, to be there or something like that. Dang. <laughs> because it's so, it feels better. Well, it, it's, it's what it, makes it should sense. be. Yeah, yes. that's how the, the audience is going to see yes. you. So it makes so much sense. And you, yeah, it's so hard to um, project in a tiny little room when you're yes. auditioning for people. Yes, you perform better. Yes. You're like, this is what I actually do. Mm-hmm. But my, so my actual Broadway debut was my audition for Hal on the stage of the Ambassador Theater where Chicago plays. Oh my gosh. What the heck? Oh God. And that's where the first show you got? Was Phantom in Vegas. So you auditioned on Broadway for Vegas? Yes. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> that's what you do. You audition on Broadway And you for did Vegas. go to college because people are always asking whether they think you should go to college. Did you go to college for the- musical I went to theater? college for musical theater um, at Millican University in Decatur, Illinois, soybean capital of the world. <laughs> 
Um, it was, it's a very small school. It's in the middle of nowhere. I mean, Decatur is literally the middle of nowhere. And I couldn't have loved it more because all I did then was focus on what I was there to do. Yes. I was that kid. I was in the practice room all the time. I was always in the dance studio. I was always, always, always working because there was literally nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really the only time you can get it, um, a chance to just immerse yourself in that way and play parts you'll never get a chance oh, to yeah. play. Yes. And find um, find your gifts. Yes. Really. Oh, because yeah. You're, you're being asked to stretch in ways that you wouldn't do if you just came to New York. Yes. And you're not distracted by, I mean, like, and to be honest, I mean, I auditioned for big schools too because at 18, 17 years old, I was like, I, I just got to do blah, 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 whatever it is. But I'm so glad that I didn't get those schools. Listen to that, everyone. Yeah, everyone. She didn't get the schools that she wanted to get and she still got made on Broadway. Because, you know, people get so yeah. depressed when they don't get into the school they want. Oh, yes. And I talk about this all. And one of them was CCM. And oh. I just recently did like a masterclass panel with a bunch of seniors from CCM. And I started and they're all nervous, you know, to meet me and stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to start by saying I did didn't get into the school that all y'all just went to so you're already like leaps and bounds <laughs> but I was too intimidated at 17 and you know people think this all the time about performers don't they that we're so outgoing and yes. we're just like all extroverts and stuff yeah. and I am an extrovert but I'm like an introverted me extrovert. too yes me too. that's why we I have bond. to put it on yes ma'am but then I need my downtime I do too and I was so intimidated when I was a kid I was so I never Never thought, and even throughout, even now, uh -huh. even now, you check yourself of like, when are they going to find out? I have no idea what I'm doing. Because you know, I get nervous at the stage door. Girl, I'm like, they're judging act. me because all I'm saying is thank you. Yes. I can't think of anything else to say right now. <laughs> it's oh, like yeah. you're nervous to meet me, and I am nervous signing nervous. autographs. Yeah, because aren't you still the kid that yes. is the one waiting for the autographs? Yeah. And I have all these yes. pictures of people where I waited at stage door, and I was, and the pictures are of someone else taking a picture of me just like standing there like <laughs> like I wasn't even like may I have your autograph I was I just stood there like I was the one who stood there you were too afraid to I say have anything. so many pictures I should do like a thing on insta about it that's funny <laughs> so our show is about for young people trying to make it on Broadway and um you know we like to keep it real yeah and it's very difficult I mean almost impossible to constantly be in a Broadway show on Broadway if you're going to have a career. It is possible to have a career as a working actress. Yes. And so we have to fill, we have to branch out as much as we can. So today's topic is about concert work and you do a lot of concert work. Yes. Did you do it before you were Sierra Bagus or after after I did it after but I talked to a lot of people who haven't made their Broadway debuts yet or are like there's something inside of me that I want to sing about but I'm afraid to do it because they think that they can't if they don't have a name attached to them yeah. and that's a whole that's a whole separate thing and to that I say you must do it because yes. the truth is it's exactly what you're saying that's um, it's no, you can't consistently be in a Broadway show, or you can, but that's a it's, thing. I mean, you gotta it's very unless you're in a show that runs like twelve years. That's you know right. What I mean, it's, yes, it's it's not. It's just it very unlikely. Sense. It's very unlikely. It's that very you unlikely. Will, you would be crazy lucky to have 
consistent career every single year. I mean, I've gone like five years without being on Broadway. Yeah. I'm sure you've had breaks too. Yes. Oh, I'm in a break. Yeah. I can't, I can't get on Broadway. <laughs> Carrie Butler. I can't get on Broadway, um, but I'm doing, yes. But, um, when I first got asked to do my solo show, my own solo show, it was when I was doing Phantom on Broadway. And it, what's crazy, what happens to you is you go back to that place of what we were just talking about, which is, oh my God, like, Nobody is gonna wanna see this. I'm being asked to play myself. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I'm being, as opposed to, we're trained to play characters. Mm -hmm. All my training is in all that stuff. So I know how to do that. And I know that the audience loves me when I'm on stage doing a character, you know, that they love and know. So now I'm being asked to be myself authentically. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh God, um, no one wants to see that. <laughs> So I had a whole come to Jesus about it because I was <laughs> like, what am I going to do? And all this. And, and um, what I realized is I can't. I, Sierra, in my legit authenticity of self and in my meditative state of like, who am I and what do I want to talk about? I can't get up here and be like, first I did this and now here's the song. And this song is from 1960. Like, that's not Sierra. I wouldn't, I don't know what that is. So I got very clear on what I wanted my message to be about. Yes. And one of my favorite things and like a mantra before I go on is get off yourself and get on the other, mm. which is how can I serve as opposed to what can I get? So once I came at it from a place of how may I serve, what do, what do you guys need to hear as opposed to what do I need out of this? And it's just this mindset shift. You, do you know, am I speaking your language? Okay. Um, and so once I did that, I wrote down the list of songs that I know people expect from me. So they're yes. going to want Mermaid. They're yes. going to want Phantom. They're going to want some, a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> And so from that, I look at this list and I come up with, oh, how does this message of actually the message is we're not what we do and we're not what we have yes. and we're not what other people think I of us, Wayne Dyer. It's like, yes. And so it's like, this is, by the way, why we bonded, yes. Carrie Butler. Duh. Um, we knew, like when we met, yes. we were like, oh, my sis, uh -huh. that, that's it. Because mm -hmm. we speak the same language, you know, this, like it's, it's more than just like, here's my resume. Um, and so once I got clear on that, then I it became addicting to do my own concert, wow. to be myself on stage. And I couldn't get enough of like, oh, this is so, this is heaven. Like just getting to stand up here, sing, sing the songs that you want to hear and, and help you like, here's a message. Here's some maybe inspiration or something. Yeah. So now it's my favorite like day job. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Step into the world of power, 
loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, yeah, I started this podcast because um, I was reading a Mr. Rogers book and, you know, his quote is, to be a helper. Mm. And so this is the question that I get asked all the time on my Instagram. Um, how do I make it in the business? And so many people are so, like, they have no idea because they're yeah. like you. have, And it's, you really have to come here with knowledge. Yes. And the more knowledge you have. So, um, that's why I started this. That's amazing. Now, what do you think? I think people just starting out can do concerts. There's yes. 54 Below. There's Don't Tell Mama. And oh, there's, there's places all over. You could all do it where, wherever you live. Yeah. Just do a cabaret. Yep. And you never know what could happen yes. from doing that. Yes. And I think um, for people just starting out who maybe don't have connections of like, oh, but no one like important will come, that's that's all relative. That's not the most important thing. What is important is you, for some reason, you have this message inside you. You have this reason that you want to sing. Yeah, you have a story. Of your life story, like something that happened and to you. And just get in front of people and sing that and tell that and practice that because the, that applies to every aspect of your life. And if you're on purpose, and if that's part of, if that's part of the way that your purpose gets out there and that you feel alive then you've got to do it and yes. it doesn't matter who's there yeah it doesn't matter and i'm sorry but rent a practice room and do your own concert for yourself you know what and the amount of times i used to do concerts in front of my stuffed animals and i'm talking about <laughs> as an adult it's like you know and that gets me nervous enough This like their little like beady eyes watching me judging me because they've loved me since i'm a kid and i don't want to let them down i love you <laughs> And they're like, we didn't buy a ticket, so you better be good. You know what I mean? It's like, we slept in your bed. You better be good. <laughs> and every time you do it, you just keep getting better, whether yes. it's five people or 150 people. Yes, that's it. Um, do you know how people can get a start in doing concert work? Because there's all different kinds of concert work, too. Yeah. Um, you have an agent that, that gets I have an agent now, but I didn't at first. Um, really? I, I mean, I had an agent, but right, now but I have a, a concert, concert agent. Yeah. What is that? Um, and she's, so her job is she, she literally knows everything about venue, concert venues, places that do this and bring people like us in. And you have to, they look at like your website and like all these things that you have to do. Um, but she knows like how to negotiate all that stuff and uh -huh. all these things. So that's fancy. Right. But I've only just um, started doing that. The first concert that I did was, it's just word of mouth. It's people, people, I guess by you doing your work authentically on stage, mm -hmm. people are like, oh, I think that I'd want to know like more about that or people would want to like listen to that or something. Mm -hmm. So I guess for people just starting out, it, it's everything that we're saying. You just, you just get up and you sing wherever it is. And also I believe in saying yes to almost everything. Me too. Yes. And, and then you can, then you can decide that's like, oh no, maybe not this, like, you know, later, mm -hmm. but at, 
the start of when I graduated, I said yes to everything. And it didn't matter if they were paying me That's no right. dollars or a hundred dollars or whatever. I just, you just show up. Yeah. I think. Yep. Um, something that happened to me, I think this applies now. Tell me if I'm going off track, no. but in 2017, for some reason, 2017 was like this really difficult year. And if you reflect on it, maybe it was for you as well, but I was just having a crazy year personally, professionally. It was like, I just couldn't get, couldn't, it couldn't land anything. Everything was going wrong. And I literally woke up one day and I was so deeply sad. And I knew something was wrong because I don't wake up deeply sad usually. But I was like, what's the point? And I literally Googled, like, what's the point of this life? Like, what's the, do you know what I mean? Like those days where you're just like, I don't get it. Like, what's the joke? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? And I, and I found this, um, this Ted talk and I can never remember this guy's name, but he said, find your life's purpose in five questions. Oh. And he went down and you answer these five questions. And the first question is who you are. And it's just your name. So the first question, who are you? Sierra. The second question, what do you do? And I'm like, I, I act and sing. Number three, who do you do it for? I said the audience, which was weird. I was like, maybe it should be myself, but it was actually the audience. Let's be honest. Um, and number four, what do those people need? I said, they need release. Um, I s and then uh, number five, and by you doing what you do, what happens to those people? And I said, they feel better. And he said, the answer to your, to your question of what's your life purpose is the answer to number five. So what do you do for a living, Sierra? I help people feel better. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And I take the time to say this because I feel like it's the answer of like, how do you get started? Get in touch with your purpose and notice that, that the answer isn't the only, out of those five questions, there's only two about yourself, your name and what you do. The rest is about the other, get off yourself. So it all, and I was like, oh my God, I was like losing my mind. It's like, as long as I'm on purpose, so that's whether I'm on stage yep. in a show, whether I'm concerting, whether I'm doing this, it's all under the purpose of, I want people to feel better. Yes. So instead of answering the question of what do you do when you've just graduated and you're trying to get your start, even if you're working at Trader Joe's as your day job, if your purpose is to help people feel better, you better make sure that you're on purpose while you're at Trader Joe's. That's right. Do you know what I mean? Yes, 100%. So all of this is... If you if you're on purpose and you're just then you're doing exactly what you're there to do and you don't get so sad that you're not on stage like when you want to. Yes, be. you know what I mean. Yes, because your identity is so wrapped up in yes, what show you're yes, doing. Yes, and so many actors get depressed about that. Yes, and it's just it just ain't so. Yeah, and I sometimes think my purpose is what I do backstage. Yes, because Speak so on many that. so many people that do this, they bring so much joy to people, but they're filled with darkness mm. and very depressed. Yep. And so I, Bringing energy I pray down. with people backstage and just try and be a light for people yep. backstage. Yep. And I've often thought maybe that's why I'm here. You know, yes, what I'm doing on stage is important, but also what I'm doing backstage is important. No question, because you know, and I always say too, there's a difference between being a star and be between being a leading lady or a leading man. <laughs> And you're a leading lady. You're like leading, like think about like a star in in like the physical starness of it. In order for it to shine so bright, everything else has to be dark around it. 
So you know <sighs> that you can be like a star, the star on stage, but you didn't see anybody else. There wasn't a team. Whereas a true leading lady, a leading man, is bringing everybody, you're checking in, you're making sure that everybody's on the team with you and that we're all doing this together, though you, you're the one that's, you know, that might be the title of the show or whatever it is. Mm. And that's what's up. Like you're, that's oh, why you're a leading chills. lady. That's so good. And it's like, that's, that's more interesting, I think, uh-huh. you know, because it is a team. And like, that's how we started talking about this is, is the team effort and the community aspect and all that kind of stuff. What has helped you stay so positive in those dark times? Brene Brown. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't know who Brene Brown is, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> People like that. So uh, things that help me stay positive. I re- Brene Brown is, an, she's an author, but she's like a, she's the a vulnerability researcher. Or what I, I mean, it's just like the craziest, like coolest job in the whole world. And um, I found her language. I found Wayne Dyer's language. Um, all these different people that's just like, that have much more wisdom than I do. And I'm very visual. So reading um, their words or just listening to them like for free on YouTube, you know, like uh-huh. conferences or whatever um my community my people I can't do this alone I I cannot and I wouldn't want to so it's it's the people that I surround myself with making sure that I have time with my friends where you get out of your head and and talk to them um meditation and yoga I'm the big like I yes. can't do anything without a yoga situation <laughs> um and meditating um, nature, because I'm yes. from Colorado, so if ever I can't get myself in the place I need to be, I get out in nature. I get into Central Park, or you know, in New York, it's and or or to to the river, whatever it is, because I feel like all our answers are in nature. So mm-hmm. those things that help keep me centered and clear, or or just listen to some Barbara Streisand. <laughs> I am the same. <laughs> I have all the same things, except what about Oprah Super Soul podcast? Oh, girl. <laughs> Super Soul yes! Sunday. Yes! That's how, if, if there's anybody that's like, oh my God, that's what it is. And it's, that's my like ultimate dream is I just want to sit down on oh. Super Soul Sunday. <laughs> Let's make that happen. Yes. Let's okay, and so it. now you also have your cards. Oh yeah, Light Lessons. Light Lessons. Um, which so is something that. that I, to help me when I was on stage, I used to like pull a word and focus on that word and, and that would be the thing. Because as you know, doing eight shows a week, you can come in and you have all this life stuff going on and you just need to get focused and to uh to shift down to maybe one thing um it, that you can focus on while you're on stage and so um I developed this thing called light lessons and you pull one card there's 20 different words or phrases in there and it's the word that you focus on if you're in a show for the, your show or in life I pull one um like today I pulled one strangely it was listen but I'm talking so <gasps> wow. much but I'm listening no you're listening but you're listening yeah. um and uh so yeah and you can buy them on my website sierrabagas.com And we are going to talk about um, the concerts more because there are ways for people without a name to do this whole concert um, circuit. Uh, We both haven't done it, but I'm going to have somebody on to talk about that. But what are some of the skills that you think... um, people need to do concerts, like the symphony kinds of concerts. You have to learn the music super fast, right? You do, but I also, I mean, I'm such a person that's like, I gotta be in the work, so I'm always learning music. And I'm, I'm also like trying to, get ahead of the game of like, um, what songs would people expect me to sing or want? Like, 
recently I just got asked to do a symphony concert that's like all Andrew Lloyd Webber. Well, I've been, I'm like, oh, fine. And I'm like, oh God, I haven't sung like anything outside of what I've been doing for Andrew in so long that I need to start learning those songs. So you do have time. And a lot of times I will say this for those of you who do get into symphony work, they actually book so far in advance, more than Broadway. You know, our schedules change in like a second, but we tend to, with symphony concerts, I booked things that aren't until 2021 or sometimes 2022. Because they, with their symphony season, they want to get that in the program and stuff. So you actually have more time unless you're replacing someone real quick. Okay. So I guess the answer is, just be learning music all the time because if that's what you're doing anyways like don't you want to just sing everything (laughs) i do is there anything that you wish you knew when you started that you know now um yes everything (laughs) (laughs) i wish that i knew that um i wish i had known earlier that who i am is enough Mm. and coming from that place um that's why my war cry is to everybody, you are enough. Yes. And if you're coming from that place, instead of trying to um, trying to fit in what you think that other people are expecting, and one of my new favorite things to say to everybody who is trying, who's just starting out, is you have a superpower that you don't even realize that you and I don't have, which is nobody has an expectation of oh. you. So you get to tell us, the world, who you are, whereas people have have expectation of us now. And so you have this superpower, and it's like Super Mario. Like, you (laughs) get it once. You get that, like, flying thing once. Does anyone play Super Mario anymore? (laughs) I used to love Super Mario. Um, And you get it, like, once. You get that, like, free, like, fly thing once, and then you can use it once, and then once you've used it, everybody knows who you are, and they decide. But so know that. That's, like okay, so I'm enough and I go in the room and people don't expect, therefore you can't do your worst. And you also can't do your best because no one knows what that is. So you don't have to, you don't have to feel like, um, you can You can feel like I got something. I got this like, this awesome armor that I take in with me. Nobody expects anything of me yet because I haven't got to tell you who I am. I think that's cool, right? I don't yes, know. yes. Um, tell everybody all of your, I love your Instagram, just like you're here, Ciara, Ciara, she's so beautiful on the inside and outside. So you should follow her on all of the social media. Yes. You know, you want, you don't want to be following people who make you feel bad. That's correct. (laughs) I say this, this is my homework assignment I give whenever I teach. My homework assignment to everybody is cleanse your feed. And what it is, is you go through your feed because just as you have as much, you have control over what you put out there. You also have control of what you take in. So cleanse your feed, go through, and anything that you're following that doesn't bring you joy or inform you, unfollow it. Because you won't always be joyful by the things that inform you because the news isn't always joyful. But you want to stay informed. But if everything else isn't bringing you joy, then why are you following it? And that, so bring in, just like what we eat, what we bring into our bodies, it helps us. If we're eating clean, if we're not eating dead things, then we don't feel dead. You know, Mm. we feel alive and we feel like we can give our best stuff. And that's the same with, we all roll over and we look at that phone and we scroll through that Insta. And if there's anything that's like, oh, I just can't, then 
you gotta unfollow it. Just unfollow it. So tell everybody all of your handles. I think it's. Oh, we're gonna put them on our website just, too. Yeah, but. it's mostly Sierra Bogus, but I think I'm official Sierra Bogus or something on Instagram because somebody was like pretending to be me, so I had to put the official. It's so mm-hmm. sad. Um, I hate that though. Um, and then my website, SierraBogus.com. Thank you so much Thank for you. being with us. What I a love joy! You. Love this you. was such a treat. Thank you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to Breaking Broadway, produced by Broadway Podcast Network. Opening song by Aaron Accurso and Joey Mazzarino. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, please like, leave a comment, or share with your friends. See you next time for more insider tips to making it on Broadway. Together you and I are breaking Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.